0: How are doing? This is Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. My name is Sebastian Masconco. I'm TJ Miller. And right now you're listening to Sandra Carusi. The one and only Sandra Carusi. Carusin' on
1: down the listening highway. Welcome to Inside Jokes with Sandra Carusi on talk radio, AM 640 and HD radio.
0: Hello. How are you today? Uh, Dino. How's it um, going? How's it going, baby? Oh, uh, Good. Uh, so I was watching uh, Chelsea Handler. Okay, he, she had Kevin Hart on there with uh, all those dudes, and I saw Kevin Hart at GFL last year, and his op- he had five openers. Anyway, so all those guys now have a show called Heart in the City. Okay, it's very cool. And what they do is uh, new talent. They're looking for new talent. Comics.
1: How many? Uh, how many shows like this I is know. Kevin Hart doing? It's I know. Like I was thinking Ke- the same LOL thing. Network, the Kevin Hart Pitched series. Now he's got the like. He's just picking up as many people as possible. It's good.
0: Oh, I know he's doing so much. So for the yeah. comedy community, he really does. We know every year at GFL he does his pitch parties and stuff. Yeah. And then uh, he's building talent, and you gotta love the guy for it. You know that's a great thing about comedians; they always give back, right? And we have a lovely lady here, Noor Hadidi. Hello, from Toronto, based but born and raised in Jordan. Very yes. cool. And uh, but you started in the Montreal stand-up scene.
2: I did. I was there for three and a half years. Wow! And then about two and a half years ago, I moved to Toronto, and I uh, and I moved for comedy. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's been great since.
0: And you, you've you done the festivals, you've done JFL, Winnipeg Comedy Festival, you've been on CBC Radio 1, like you're, like you've been around, you're a young lady, but you've done a lot. <laughs>
2: Thank you. Well, you're it's funny. so interesting you were saying that about Kevin Hart, because that's how I got into JFL this year. It was my first, yeah, my first time at the festival, and I did one of his LOL tapings, that's yeah. how I got in. Oh, right. Yeah, so I'm an example of how, like, you know, yeah, he has all these shows, but you know what? He's helping a girl pay rent, so. Well,
1: <laughs> and it's, and we talked about this on the show before, like when he did that, started doing that pitch thing the summer before last Mm -hmm. he picked up more canadian comics that year than our whole industry does really in the past you know so i mean he really came in and and greenlit so much stuff from upcoming comics
2: yeah
0: comics have such a big heart i don't i I know that's a pun now like kevin hart with a big heart um but what a wonderful thing to do like you said newer like you're here doing what you're doing because of this guy you know did you get to meet him
2: I didn't, but he did walk by me oh, backstage. Stop it. And I couldn't believe, because people were like, oh, he's backstage. I'm like, no, he's, because my sister, I gave her my guest pass, and she came backstage, <laughs> and she's like, I heard Kevin Hart, is here. I'm like, get out of here, you're embarrassing me, go. <laughs> <laughs> and then about 10 minutes later, he walks by me, and I'm just, like, silent. I couldn't move or anything. I was like, oh, he really is here. Uh, but he left, and he was, um, he was watching the show. So we were, I was backstage, but then he was, like in the audience but in a like secluded part of the audience like in a in a balcony yeah um so i didn't get to meet him but i did ner- watch him walk by me i wow. have to
1: admit i never really like i never liked him before yeah like, like his, his stand-up material- and, oh. his material and his persona i was i always just found him kind of annoying but when he started doing all this stuff and creating all these opportunities for people, then I became I became a fan. Yeah, right now I have nice. I mean, I, and even if even if I was you know his material wasn't my favorite per se or whatever, I have a ton of respect for him now because of what he's done in the last couple of years.
0: You know, that's a little lesson of life. I think sometimes just like how we perceive each other, and if you're just a talent, you're a talent. But then when you have these. Uh, altruistic side to you people endear themselves to you because of that too which is very interesting i think from a business perspective and how you present yourself it's true when you meet someone and you you think you know everything like a celebrity or you see a celebrity and then you hear this great part of them this other life they have of helping people i think that's so cool
1: and i think it points to you know he he's just savvy with how the industry works versus how it should work Right? Because I I think he just sees all of these. Well, he just sees, like, Noor is a good example. Like, he knows that there's going to be this entire segment of all these upcoming comics, like, this insane talent that's bursting in a particular city, in a particular scene, right? That might just get overlooked forever Mm -hmm. by, like, the three networks that are there, whoever the gatekeepers are in that particular place. Mm -hmm. So he just comes in and looks at what's going on and sort of who people are talking about and who people are seeing. And just picks them up and goes, yeah. Why not give yeah. them the opportunity to make that? Because that's the way things are going, anyways, right? It's all independent comics and content creators making their own stuff for a global audience. And
0: so then, let me ask you guys something. So then, then we hear a couple of weeks ago that he, you know, he was with some chick who was not his wife in a hotel mm-hmm. and his personal life. So should we judge him?
1: I never heard about that actually. Um, yeah.
0: No, there's a camera involved in everything. Oh. She didn't oh, wow. do it. Oh, you guys didn't hear this? Yeah. No, she didn't do it. She He just met this woman and um, slept with her. Oh. And there happened to be a camera in the room. Yeah. So it was kind of a blackmailish kind of situation. Yeah, it was horrible. Oh, wow. I know, because he's such a lovable... I mean, again, going back, yeah. you know, here we go, piece by piece. So we started, we said he was a talent. Then he's got this whole side helping you. And then this thing happens. And
2: you know that sucks just because of the image we have of him yeah of who he is as a person and like how he treats his wife and his family yeah i love that yeah it's very disappointing i will say that
1: i do i i am very anti-adultery i used to refuse to do radio commercials for (laughs) ashley madison that's right i did (laughs) i refused to have them as as a client in my copywriting days and i still would were i approached with that so that's my stance. That's my so,
0: so if Kevin Hart wanted to hire you to write for him, you would say no, because you're just an adulterer.
1: Well, I wouldn't <laughs> write for him about his adult, about adultery.
0: Uh, no, at I least, know. But
1: that is a good point that Noor makes. It's like, well, that's disappointing, because at least with like, you know, the Harvey Weinstein thing, it's like, yeah. well, that kind of makes sense, because he's a giant maniac that people have always been terrified of. And he's just a chain smoking, disgusting gotcha. yeah. monster, you know? Well,
0: there was a great article uh, I just read this morning from one of his uh, writers Who just said everybody knew, but we were too busy living this awesome life that Weinstein gave us. Yeah. So, you know, it's a question of human nature. I want to talk about it more with you guys because I just want to talk about it. Let's get into it. We need to talk about it. Lots of stuff, okay? I hope you guys come back and listen here on Inside Jokes Talk Radio, AM 640.
3: Hi, this is Sugar Sammy, and you're listening to Inside Jokes with Sandra the Cruiser Carusi. Mm mm mm. Gotta get me some of that.
0: Before the break, we were talking about stuff, Dean. Which would be what? What we were talking about?
1: Oh, <laughs> we were
0: get. We were kind of
1: ping ponging all over the place.
0: No, no, but uh, I was kind of wanting. Uh, well, we talked about who we have on the line. I think let's yep. just go right there because it's very exciting for me. Alonzo Bowden.
4: Hello, Hello. darling. How are you doing? Oh. I love I love that lead-in. We were talking about stuff like what? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It
1: was- <laughs> well, it, well, we we went to a strange place because we teed up the, the Just for Laughs tour that you're on right now. Yes. Uh, and, and Gina as well, who we have on later on. But then we got into like... Harvey Weinstein and yeah. sexual assault. So we really, we've covered a lot of ground just in the first 15 <laughs> minutes, really.
4: Let's talk good, about a... Good lead-in for me. Yes. Yeah. 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 Well, Weinstein and then sexual assault. Yeah. yeah.
0: You're such a gentleman. Like, I've met you numerous times at JFL Montreal, and you're so, like, professional and nice and... You know, I'd see you in an elevator and I'd give you some eyes or something and like try to cover my media pass So you knew I wasn't trying to get an interview. Meanwhile, I was. And uh, you're such a lovely man. And so I, I look forward to chatting with you uh, about stuff going on. Uh, Alonzo, you guys would all remember him from Last Comic Standing. And um, even bigger than that, of course, is Tonight Show with Jay Leno, The Late Night with Conan, um and you just see him everywhere. And he's on this uh, GFL comedy tour with Sugar Sammy, who was in here, and Gina Brillion. So welcome, oh, Alonzo. Great.
4: Thank you. Thank you. And it's good to know that compared to Harvey Weinstein, <laughs> I'm a gentleman. <laughs> <laughs> I'm now, and uh, yeah, can, I'm can doing okay. I,
0: can I ask you, we need to talk about it. It's our industry, this Harvey thing. First of all, have you ever met him and been in that no, world?
4: No, I never met him and uh, never, never been touched. you know that would explain me being on this tour and not in a movie
0: (laughs) (laughs) no but you know what i'm hearing Um, that that men have actually had the experience too and i think that's it's as a woman i just figured it's just us but did anything like that ever happen to you early on uh where somebody kind of
4: uh, not not um didn't it hasn't happened to me i mean it might be because i'm bigger than most yes but uh but you know it's the thing about it, it it's women are coming out talking about it and it, the unfortunate thing is it does happen in comedy you know and and women have talked about this same thing i mean I, it's it's an unfortunate thing that happens with powerful men when when some men are in a position of power they're going to take advantage of it mm-hmm. and um you know i mean they, as far as harvey weinstein and all that you know the, the story of the casting couch goes back forever mm-hmm.
5: right? that, mm-hmm. that it
4: was it was always well yeah, it was there and just like so many women are saying now, it was something that wasn't talked about but it did happen.
5: Mm-hmm. You know?
4: So uh it's unfortunate but it's it's coming out and it's I think there will there will be others.
5: Mm-hmm. I right?
4: there will be others because that culture is now getting blown up and blown out of the water. And uh what what amazes me with these guys is the company paying off settlements. Like, yeah. I, you know, I've had different jobs. Like, they've never offered that as a benefit. You know, well, we get medical and dental. Oh, yeah, and we cover sexual harassment. <laughs> yeah. we pay, we pay much money.
0: That's you know, genius. That's, what a bit. A, Alonzo, that's a bit right there, babe. Like, yeah, I just... Yeah.
4: But only, only, only five a year. Only five a year. Yeah. We have
1: have <laughs> it is true. Crazy. Like... We had that here in Canada, famously a couple of years ago with uh, Gian Gameshi. That was, you know, he yeah. was kind of our biggest broadcaster at the time, right? And the when all that stuff, guy, right? Yeah, you and knew when all that, that stuff came out, everybody was like, "Well, yeah, we knew, we knew for a long time, and people knew, and they just covered it up because he was, you know,
4: the the golden boy of
1: the network, right?" Yeah,
4: and I guess you know, again, unfortunately, these women didn't have brothers. Nah. Yeah, yeah, that's a situation where, oh, my brother gonna whip your <laughs> you know, he, he already been in jail. He don't mind going back. <laughs> you know, you when you have that kind of brother then you don't deal with this. But no, all all jokes aside, it's it, it's a horrible situation. It, it is very unfortunate uh that that a, a lot of women have to go through this or through something like this. And and now they're saying like that every woman at some point has gone through this harassment on some level.
0: Yeah. You know? Well, um, and, I th- yeah, in certain industries for sure. Like I'm in comedy and radio. I started in comedy over 25 years ago. I was a 23 year old girl, and a producer said to me, "I said I, he gave me stage time. I actually opened for Russell Peters that night, um, and I did Who? Russell Peters. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you ever heard of him. He's a, yes, he he's a new guy, uh, and uh, I came off stage and I did well. And then I asked the producer. For at the time, because it was only Yuck Yucks you could perform at. And then there was Laugh Resort here in Toronto. And then there was this stage that I'm talking about in the west part of Toronto. And um, I said, could I have more stage time? He says, well, you know what you have to do. And I would barely had a sexual experience at that time. And uh, he said, you have to sleep with me. And I was devastated because he was older than me and physically repulsive. And I just kind of left comedy after that. And like entire careers, like what could I have become had I not left? You know what I mean?
4: Yeah, it's too, again, it's too bad. And, uh, but it does, you know, it does happen. And um, it's getting blown up now. It's getting blown up now. The the stigma attached or whatever else you want to uh, say about it, you know, women are now talking about it and they're pointing to guys. and, And again, I'm sure there's a lot of uh, a lot of guys in the in entertainment business, uh, broadcasting, et cetera, et cetera, who are sweating right now, yeah, oh, for sure. who are sweating right now. and uh, that,
0: yeah. that's what's cool what you just said. I love that because it's true. And that's what we need. It's like when Ashley Madison was uh, blown up, there was a lot of people sweating and on cyanide pills and Suicide missions because they were going to get yeah, out. Everything
1: was going to get leaked. Yeah. we're
0: going to talk more with Alonzo Bowden after the break in his tour. He's on with Sugar Sammy and Gina Brayon. Also in studio, of course, we have newer Hadidi. We'll be talking with her all here on Inside Jokes Talk Radio AM 640. Uh,
6: This is K Trevor Wilson, you're listening to Inside Jokes with Sandra Carusi, Akeem Optical makes fine, fine eyewear.
0: Inside Jokes, everything about comedy happens right here that you want to know. Dean always finds that funny. I, Why?
1: I don't know. I love that, Sella. Everything about you. comedy.
0: Well, what is it?
1: I don't know. It always reminds me of like that Miss Swan character on Mad TV or something from... I don't Who's which character I'm not going to do it because that's not going to be good for me to do on the air. But <laughs> I, that's just because re- we'll you come back clip. every break oh, and you're up. like everything about comedy. I tell you everything. Uh, that's like your your tagline changes a bit every time
0: because we don't have one. We're a mess. Okay? We don't. Well, we Get just it. it's
1: jazz, baby. We just come up with a different one mm-hmm. every, every break.
0: I, well, I'm excited because uh, um, in studio we have Noor Hadidi, a lovely young talent. Oh, That's thank you. Right. Very uh, Like on the JFL stage, you were part of the Kevin Hart LOL. Yeah,
2: I did the LOL taping this year at, uh, just for laughs. It was You're the uh, best.
0: What venue uh, was that?
2: That was at Theater Barry
0: Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I like it. On the line, we have Alonzo Bowden. Hello, Alonzo. Welcome Hello. back.
5: How are you doing? How
0: thank you, doing? you. And Alonzo, I was saying earlier that uh, I see him at JFL Montreal every year. And I kind of just, I just, it's just, you know, when you just always bump into someone. And also because he's a very large man. How tall are you? 6'3". God love you. I just love you yeah. so much because I'm tall and so that's why I gravitate to him. Anyway, you're on the GFL tour with Sugar Sammy and Gina Brillon.
4: And we're having a ball. Are you? We're ya? having a good time. Yeah, we've been laughing a lot and um, on and off stage. Gina's, Gina's just hilarious. She's out of her mind. There's, <laughs> there's at least six or eight voices in there. We really <laughs> don't know how many people are occupying that body and that mind. Sugar Sammy is, is loved, and if you have any doubt oh, how yeah. much he's loved, you just get in line with him for the pictures after the show, <laughs> and like we we love you, Sugar Sammy. Oh, and you were good. Too. <laughs>
0: so you know. Oh, I'm Alonzo, excuse me. Sugar Sammy was in here a couple of weeks ago and talking about you and going on about you and Gina and going on and on and how lucky he is to be on tour with you guys. No, we're
4: we're all joking. We're yeah. all, we're all joking about because you're the uh, man. Tour. We're having. We're having a good time in the van, and follow us on Instagram because that's where we're hitting each other.
0: Yeah. yeah. What's yeah. the I'm, What's I'm, the handle? I'm
4: at, I'm at Zofunny. Gina's at GBrion, and Sammy is Sugar uh, underscore
0: uh, Sammy, I think.
4: Right. So we've been having some fun with each other on Instagram, and that that's when you're on a good tour, when the comics can mess with each other. Yeah. yeah. That That's when we know it's a good tour, as opposed to a tour where you know you're in the van. And each one of you is in a seat with headphones on, like yeah, yeah, here we go. So does it feel uh, like
1: a tour where it's like you and a couple of comics that you just kind of you know are friends with, and it's the three of you on the road versus? Because I mean, you're obviously you know you're out there representing just for laughs, and you're at the festival all the time. It does it just feel like a tour that you kind of package together with a couple of people you like working with?
4: Yeah, it's great. It's great. Uh, We're having fun, and the other good thing about this tour. It's we're different. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like yeah. our, yes. our comedy, our topics are, are different. So it's not like it's not like one of the shows where it's like, say, it's a relationship show
5: mm-hmm. right? where, yep.
4: where everyone's talking about you know relationships or or something like that. We each have our different uh, different topics and different things we do and different yeah. perspectives, and it makes it a lot of fun. And uh, you know, Gina, this is like her second tour. Yes, so she's still. She's still learning the ropes, right? Where I'm, I'm the old veteran, where I've done it. Literally, just for laughs, is going to have to create new shows for, to have something I haven't done.
0: Let's talk about um, some of the people you've performed with over the years. From your date, right from the last comic standing, because I remember you from that. You were so
4: well, brilliant. The the, the, um, the I've worked with the legends, and and that's one of the most fun and coolest things that I've done shows with uh... i did a gala that was hosted by don rickles
0: oh my gosh you
4: know, i i got to work with uh... phyllis diller you know, from last comic after doing the roast she was one of the judges i i worked with phyllis diller four times and every time was the first time because she never remembered remember <laughs> you know. but that was fun and and it, just for laugh i was lucky enough to have worked i did the uptown show uh... umpteen years ago when Bernie Mac hosted it.
0: Wow.
4: You know, so I got to work with right. Bernie. I got Do you like to
0: work Bernie Mac? With... I love Bernie Mac. I know, Mac. me too.
4: I got to work with uh, Chappelle a few times. Oh. And uh, and go to that party he threw a couple of years ago. Oh, yeah. In Montreal? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Chappelle's juke joint, that was fantastic. That
0: was very memorable. Because like, there was a lot going on at that thing, right?
4: Yeah, that party. that party was amazing. Other people... We become friends, and we get to work together all the time. Like Jimmy Carr, I oh. see Jimmy Carr every summer. We do this uh, volunteer show at at a. Um, I, I don't even know what you would call it. It's like a medical facility. It's for people who can't make it out to the festival. Some are, some have cancer and yeah, hospice. So on.
0: It's a hospice. At,
4: yeah, yeah. Not, well, it's not quite a hospice. Okay, but it's like an extended care facility or mm-hmm. whatever. And I, and I get to host it and watch jimmy do totally inappropriate jokes <laughs> for, for, for people. So, that's jimmy Carr, yeah. though oh absolutely right absolutely so i have a lot of memories and then you know it's 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 like a reunion a lot of times for comics every year we just yeah. get together people you might only see once a year and then like this summer this past summer the great thing was hosting the award show and you know in the green room um meeting jim carrey hanging out with Trevor Noah, and you know, they must like that,
0: yeah. But they must just love you because you're such a huge talent, too, right? Like, I know they're at a different kind of
4: well, no, that's the the, the great thing about the festival is like we're all great comics, you're on a show, and you With know, the there, best. it yeah. doesn't matter, right? It doesn't matter if if one guy's worth 10 million dollars, yes, if one woman starred in movies, right? Like, right. you know, yeah, like, that's uh, like the- I. I bumped into Amy Schumer a couple of years ago when she was here and I hadn't seen Amy since she was like doing clubs. Okay. You know what I mean? But, yeah. but it's like, hey, how you doing? Uh, what have you been up to? I heard you've been busy. <laughs> you know, like that, right? and, and it's, yeah, it's very cool because we're all comics there. Mm-hmm. You know, it we, is. We're at different... Everybody's the same. We're at different levels yeah. of success. A great example is Dom Herrera, who...
0: Freaking love Dom
4: first time at the festival right when I'm doing new faces and Dom is hosting and it's like wow like you talk about you know legendary it's Dom Herrera right one of the funniest any standard one of the funniest ever and then then a few years later you know Dom's hosting the wise guy show Mm. and he invites me he's like hey you're close enough yeah (laughs) Yeah. it is it's like summer camp for comics right up, so yeah well. Get to do like that.
0: We have Alonzo Bowden on the line and uh, we're just talking about uh, his GFL tour and we have newer Hadidi and soon we'll have Gina Brillian who's on tour with Alonzo and Alonzo's just talking about his experiences at GFL on Inside Jokes, Talk Radio AM64.
3: Hey, this is Colin Mochrie from Whose Line Is It Anyway? And you are listening to Sandra Carusi on Inside Jokes on Talk Radio AM 640. Pants optional.
0: Inside Jokes. We're back. We're having a fun, exciting show talking about the JFL tour. We had Sugar Sammy in here a couple of weeks ago. Uh, he's on tour with Alonzo Bowden, who we just had on. And also this lady, Gina Brillian. Hello, Gina. Hi. Nice no, to have you.
3: Funny. Welcome aboard. Oh, well, thank you. St- on the
1: road, where you guys are in where, Kelowna right now?
3: Yeah, we are in Kelowna beautiful. right now. Um, it's beautiful here. We're headed to Regina today. And um should be fun.
0: Well, in studio we have Noor Hadidi, as I said. And um, when we were talking with Alonzo, um, we were talking with JFL And we were talking about, uh, like, in Montreal, because I'm there. And I was talking about it when I see him. And, like, he, you know, one of my last images, he was sitting on the couch with Kevin Hart and... um Russell Peters. And I'm like, what, what are they talking about? You know, and he says, you know, when everybody's there, everybody's just the same, you know, you know, one guy might be worth 20 million and, and sitting beside someone who's just starting and, you know, newer. Um, what was your question about that?
2: Oh, well, I was really shy when they were talking to Alonzo. Like, I wanted to ask him a question, but <laughs> I just get so nervous around, like, when I talk to people who I idolize in comedy, mm-hmm. you know. So, my question was, how do you keep your cooler? Because everyone's just a comic, but, like, how we do you. We still all have our people that we love, right? Yeah, but sometimes you're like, you build an image of someone in your head, and then mm-hmm. when you're sitting next to them, you're like, oh, I gotta be cool. I want them to like me, you know? Yeah, you don't or- wanna look
0: like a lo Like, so, Tina. <laughs> Gina, for you, who is it? Like, who, 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 like, do you, as a comic, look up to, or, or would love to meet, or met and freaked out?
3: Um, I met and freaked out with Eddie Izzard. Oh, oh, yeah, that yeah, one. I, yeah, I fangirled out. I, um, <laughs> he was on. He was definitely on my top five list, and I met him the first year I did the festival. Mm-hmm. And I, I literally forgot my name. <laughs> oh <laughs> my god, I three times, and I could not, for the life of me, remember how to form the words to say my name.
0: So, Eddie, so what, so what did you say? Like, how do you, what do you do?
3: I just kept telling him how amazing I thought he was, and he was like, that's great, what's your name? And I was like, I was at the
0: gala tonight, and
3: he was like, that's great,
5: what's your
0: name? <laughs> I have no <laughs> idea. <laughs> <laughs> like,
3: Why does he keep asking me my name? I don't
0: know it. <laughs> Isn't that cool? And then do people say that to you? Do you have people, like, like just, I'm sure, saying, Gina, oh, my God, I just love you.
3: I've had a couple people like slightly like fangirl out, and it's it's overwhelming and it's really nice, um, and it's very 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 flattering. As somebody who has fangirled out over comics, to be that for somebody is actually really flattering because I'm still a comedy nerd. I still love to sit and watch comedy, and yes, I mean it's just something that kind of kind of makes you go oh. What? you know me that's great <laughs> it's like so one of those things
0: w- when you're watching comedy and i want to know what comedy you watch
3: Oh, gosh, everything, everything I possibly can if, yeah. I'm, if I'm at a club and uh, cause sometimes I'll just if I'm done for the night, I'll head out to one of the clubs in New York and just hang out. And anybody I can get to watch on the New York scene, whether it's somebody that's newer to comedy or somebody who's more experienced. I mean, I always love watching Jim Gaffigan when I'm in the city because he comes <laughs> around to all the clubs. He's absolutely hilarious. I love him. I love him. Jimmy Carr, who stops by the cellar yes. a lot, is one of my favorite people to watch. Um, you have, I mean, you have the big names like that. You have Big Jay Okerson and all
0: those guys mm-hmm. that kind of just are around the city. But mm-hmm. I've I've loved watching Netflix specials and mm-hmm. now, uh, what out I, comedy. Okay, what everybody really wants to know: Are you with your ferret when you're doing this? Oh, Yes. And then you're <laughs> and, and then you're wanting home? a terrier.
3: I want. We want <laughs> to get. We want to get a dog. <laughs> and I said to my husband, we have to get a puppy because. I have to acclimate the puppy to the ferrets because he's going to want to rip them apart.
0: (laughs) Alonzo Bowden told us that they tease on tour. You guys are just... Oh,
3: my God. He's been teasing me and telling me all these awful stories. That's what he does. Everything that I want, he just just negates it with a terrible story that just terrifies me. (laughs) He's like, oh, if you get a terrier, you know they're known for attacking small animals. Mm. (laughs) That's what he's been telling me. I'm like, no.
0: Uh, One discussion we had with him, and I want to just keep the discussion going, especially as a woman... In comedy, I'm a woman in comedy. Newer is. Dean's a woman in comedy. We all... Um, just this Harvey Weinstein thing. Well,
1: actually, this is an interesting thing I want to ask, Gina, because... You started when you were 17, right? Yes, I did. Wow. And we've seen like a lot of a groundswell, obviously, of finally the comedy landscape changing just in the last few years, really. What, what was that landscape like for you, starting mm-hmm. out 17 years old and going into those clubs and in entering the world? Yeah. My God.
3: What my saving grace was, I was always a pretty street smart kid. I was always mm. pretty... Like, if I got a weird vibe from a situation, I cleared out as fast as possible. And I was, I was aware... All the time because i had a paranoid puerto rican mom who taught me to be aware of every situation like just be aware that people might try to take advantage of you if you're the youngest and you're a female like i never trusted anybody with my drink i never got a drink from anybody yeah not even a soda like if i didn't see you pour it i didn't take it yeah i was always very street smart yeah street smart and conscious and, you know, I still got myself caught. Like, trust me, I've seen the hashtag and heard the stories. And the only reason why I haven't put up the hashtag, because Lord knows I could, sort of out of respect and letting it sort of ha- have its time without jumping on the bandwagon yeah. and being like, oh, yeah, me too. No, I I went through it. Too. I mean, I work in a male-dominated business, and yeah. I started as a 17-year-old female, Jeez. and God knows, I mean, yeah. how many pervy dudes would love that? Yeah. And so, for me, I, I had my share of situations, and it's upsetting and heartbreaking, and it was the kind of thing where there was a situation at one point where I had to choose between whether or not to stay at a club I or... See keep my dignity
0: so we're talking with Gina Brayon who's on a JFL tour right now with Elantra Bowden and Sugar Sammy and we're going to talk more with her newer Hadidi further about us women in comedy and kind of what happened with Harvey Weinstein and where we're going with all this more on Inside Jokes Talk Radio AM 640. Maggie Casella, and you're listening to Inside Jokes with my friend Sandra Carusi on Talk Radio AM six forty. Nailed it. Inside Jokes, Talk Radio AM six forty. We're talking with Gina Brilliant on the line. Thank you, Gina, for coming along and newer Hadidi. And we were talking about the Harvey Weinstein situation and kind of Gina, you being seventeen, starting in New York, and your street smarts gave you the intuition. You still had a situation where You had to choose between your dignity and work. With me, I was 23 and I had a a comedy producer say, well, if you want more stage time, you have to sleep with me, like flat out. And he spooked me right out of the industry, right? And so uh, I've come back now uh, as an older, like a mature woman. And it drives me insane when people say, well, what took everybody so long to speak up? Because when you're a young woman and you want to be somewhere in uh, an industry, you're not going to speak up. You're scared out of your wits. You've just been spooked and traumatized by a disgusting, filthy older man. And now I'm an older woman who is intolerant of crap. And yeah, I'm going to talk about it now. And so Gina and Noor, uh, as women, and of course, Dean, we want your contribution on this too. Um, you, Gina, you chose your dignity in that situation.
3: I did. I uh I felt like had I not, I would have been put in an even more uncomfortable situation and I not chose to walk away. And it was a club in New York City and the owner was always super creepy Mm. and um, so were his cohorts. Like everybody that was pretty much in bed with this guy had at one point made me feel incredibly uncomfortable. And it's something that as a woman unfortunately and this is the saddest part you are taught that you have to tolerate it yes. or you won't get stage time thank or you you won't be in the clubs and people yep. that's what people don't understand the game is different for women and anybody who mm-hmm. says that it's not isn't paying attention yeah we have to be so much more aware and in this certain situation the straw that broke the camel's back for me was walking into this club one day and having this guy open up my sweater <gasps> Point to my boobs and say to his nine-year-old son, that's a parrot.
0: No. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I can't hear this. Who was he? Who was was
3: mortified.
0: Like a comic?
3: It's not a comic. He was a a club owner back in the day, and it was a little, it was a tiny club in New York. It was the place I was working the most, and that was my last day there.
0: You I know what? Like, I'm so sorry. Yeah. And uh, you made a good point earlier. You didn't want to hop on this hashtag Me Too thing because I'm I'm with you. Like sometimes when things are so kitschy, it loses its um, its its effectiveness because everybody's doing hashtag Me Too, uh, and yeah. it loses and meaning.
3: Like, and I don't want to disrespect the point of it. And I, yeah. I understand every woman wants you know. Right now, it's so important for their voices to be heard, and I get that. But I'm just the kind of person that's like yeah it's it's not a shocker to anybody that I went through it to any female in the business now even even more so I've heard horror stories even now that I'm in just comedy called by yeah really uh, I'm just like i'm why aren't these guys tased yeah. or castrated, or I mean, I swear to you like but they're in power
0: positions, things. they're in power positions right yeah. like are they they're in
3: power positions and I mean I've been propositioned by headliners. And always tried my best. And this, this is what sucks. You have to find a way, and this is the ridiculousness of it, to handle it professionally. Mm-hmm. Do you mm-hmm. believe this? You have to handle sexual harassment professionally for the sake of your own career. Mm-hmm. You can't just say, you know... You You know, go F yourself or, you know, what, you can't say that because Mm -hmm. you have to protect your career. Mm -hmm. That's the ridiculousness of it, that these people in power, they're abusing it in such a way.
5: Yeah. Well, they know.
3: In terrible situations. They know. They know the deal. They know the deal. They They know know that we have to work harder to get stage time. We have to work harder to get recognition and they just add to We're
0: vulnerable. To it. Well, and they, they're very ugly. Like the producer who, like Harvey Weinstein would never get anything, including his never. beautiful wife right now, if he was not who he was. Never, never. I, and never and, in a million years.
1: I think in comedy, it, it's an even more unique breeding ground for that too, because you have that position of power from the club owners and the bookers mm-hmm. and all that stuff. You also have audience. Like for, for female comics, especially when you're starting out and you're just coming mm-hmm. up, you're working your way up, there seems to be this attitude of like, oh, well, this this girl's on stage talking about sex talking openly about things like oh, that so, so it's open p- season so yeah. we get
0: hit on her and touch her exactly boobs. yeah but if a guy talks about it i'm not going to go up and hoof him in the nothing poo-poo. happens no, to no, no 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 because guys could talk about their penis but i can't go up and touch I, don't yeah. I
1: don't worry it's just true that i don't worry about something. that going out to shows like i just go to yeah. a set and then go home i we, don't have that we're
0: going to yeah. come back and talk about this further with gina and newer i'm sorry newer because I, you have something very valid to say and i want to say something about ari grainer who's on the show i'm dying up here about comics She's an actress. I'm going to tell you something very interesting when we come back after the break inside Jokes Talk Radio AM 640.
1: Listening to Inside Jokes with Sandra Carusi on Talk Radio, AM 640 and
4: HD Radio. Hey, this is Russell Peters and you're listening to Sandra Juicy (laughs) Carusi.
0: I'm here with my real estate friend, Holly Garvey-Penny. What's up with HGP's tips and trends today? Hi, Sandra. Today's tip I'm calling Know What You Want and Get It. Although the media today is talking about a market downturn, good properties are selling fast with interest from multiple buyers. In fact, I just experienced an offer night with seven bidders. So make sure you do your research, know what you want and can afford, know what good value is, and strategize with your realtor to get it. Call or email me today to do it. I can help you. They can reach you at HGP at bosleyrealestate.com or 416-322-8000. Thanks, Sandra.
1: Now back to Inside Jokes with Sandra Carusi on Talk Radio, AM 640 and HD Radio.
0: Ari Grignard is the female actress who plays a female comedian in Jim Carrey's series, I'm Dying Up Here, about comedians in the 70s. I watched her on a panel this year at jfl of the cast and crew including jim carrey and they were talking about comedy it was one of the most brilliant uh, they should have recorded it so ari says look i'm going to tell everybody something i'm an actress i'm not in comedy never have been but i had to research the part and what i found from researching the part that nothing has changed for women in comedy in 30 40 years and she said, in particularly because her character goes through it and they display it wonderfully in the show. Uh, Noor, and you were saying, you know, maybe because you don't drink and you maybe don't give off the vibe.
2: Before I talk about that quickly, I just want to say that by talking with, like, by listening to what Gina said, it just brought back so many things that I had repressed. Right. And one of those is, you know, when she was talking about headliners, I don't really befriend male headliners because i've had some very unfortunate experiences with them like i'll be at a show and i'll just introduce myself and say listen i'm an up-and-coming comic a really big fan they take that as though you're hitting on them or as an open for them to hit on you so now what i do is i befriend female headliners i love wendy liebman and jackie cation so when they come into town i get to open for them Mm. and i can have a real relationship with them but i do have my guard up when i meet a male headliner or i have to like when i open for them on a show. Very different because they understand that I'm a comic too. But when I'm not on the show with them and I just introduce myself, I have to be wary of the kind of dynamic and the words that I say. But what we were talking about earlier was a lot of my friends are female comics. You know, I've been doing it, it's not long, but for five years, and you just sort of gravitate towards comics. You guys see each other every Mm -hmm. week, and of course, they become your friends. And most of the female comics I'm friends with, like they've gone through you know, sexual harassment. And for me, I don't really drink alcohol. So I don't want to say that it's sheltered me, but I feel like my experiences have been not as bad because, you know. But the environment's different. Gina, when
0: did you start? What year? Um,
3: I started when I was 17. So I started around 97.
0: Right. I started um, in 93. Uh, and I said to newer thank God for you. I'm happy for you that, that the climate today is not what it was in the 90s. Because I'm sure a lot of what Gina had to say happened back then. Right, Gina?
3: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely happened back then. And even still, there are still horror stories. But I mean, back then, people did not care. To be conscious enough of it or say anything about it because it was the norm for so mm-hmm. long,
0: yeah, and there's more women now in the business that you could even at least you have headliners mm-hmm. i had there was no female headliners oh, I could look up to that's because they were all spooked out of the business yeah. in Toronto, yeah. it was Zippo man because we had a smaller it's smaller here, of course, Gina than New York um but at the same time i it, I got spooked right out, and I, all I keep thinking about what if, what could have happened what what could have my career become had I not left? In 93. You know what and I mean, Gina? The bad
3: thing is that, you know, when people are like, oh, there's not a lot of funny women. And I'm like, no, <laughs> there are plenty of funny women. There's a lot of funny women that didn't want to put up with this.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: And there's a lot of women that shy away. From being as strong as they could be on stage because they're conditioned to believe that if they act that way, they deserve the treatment they
0: get. Bingo. Uh-huh. You have articulated, Gina, so brilliantly in this discussion, everything that needs to be said on this subject. I'm just going to play it back and just <laughs> keep saying what you say because <laughs> you said we tolerate it because we've been conditioned. Conditioned. Thank we've you. watched
3: it from a young age Yeah, and, you know, been in the clubs and been yeah. the only female on a show That's and it. had horrible things said to me and even being as smart as I was I realized and I told this to some of the girls I meet in the game who are younger comics that I realized that whereas the men could hang out late nights and get gigs if I hang out late nights I'm Uh. putting myself in danger. Oh my
0: god, thank you. I want to thank you so much and good luck on the tour with uh, some very, very good gentlemen Alonzo Bowden and Sugar Sammy I mean gentlemen, right Gina? To the core?
3: Yes, to the core. They are Absolute sweethearts, and I'm I'm having so much fun working with them. Just if Sammy could just stop stealing my snacks, that
0: would be <laughs> Well, I was going to say, the only real terror for you is what they're going to do to your ferret. I'm just saying, be careful, they okay? You better not. They That's all I'm saying. You better
2: not. <laughs> now for your weekly listings.
1: The Just for Laughs comedy tour continues, hitting 12 cities across Canada. Check out hahaha.com for your tickets. And if you're tuning in from Toronto, don't miss today's guest, Noor Hadidi, live at Comedy Bar with So Fresh and So Clean, the first Friday of every month. Hi there, I'm Peter Wildman. And I'm Paul Chatto and we're from the comedy troupe, The Frantics. You might remember us from our long-running CBC radio show, Frantic Times, or our TV show, The Frantics, Four in the Floor. Over the years, we have recorded hundreds of our comedy shows, and now... Thanks to modern technology... We have assembled the very best bits and started a podcast we call The
6: Best of Frantic Times.
1: It is, and it's free. Find us on the Google, just search The Frantics Podcast... And start downloading the
6: best of frantic times. Boot to the head! to the
2: head! And now for your comedy Rx, this week featuring Alonzo Bowden. It's
6: all fear. It's all about keeping you scared. There's always something new that's going to destroy the world. Huh? We got the global warming. Have you heard? It's getting hot outside. It's getting hot outside and we're all going to die. And that's when I call both. Right, global warming? That's fine, that's science. You come out and say, look, scientists have noticed the polar ice caps melting or the ocean level rising. We need to do that, that's all good. The minute we're all gonna die, now it's fear, now I call bull I got questions. Okay, Mr. Weatherman, you're telling me how hot it's gonna be in 50 years? How come you don't know if it's gonna rain next week? <laughs> how about this, my scientific friend? You explain the difference between partly sunny And partly cloudy. (laughs) Once you've solved that little mystery we'll work our way up to Armageddon.
0: Noor Hadidi I love you 29 years old and you're doing so well and keep going and us women a bit older than you by a year will help you and propel you and make sure you never have to go through what we went through. Um, and Dean, uh, as a yeah. woman or whatever you identify with today, thank you so much. Well, I, I love
1: you. I, I'm 34 next month, so please buy my album when it comes out that
0: day because I'll be very sad. Life thank hack. You. Thanks for listening to my little show, Inside Jokes Talk Radio, AM 640.
6: For most of us, crime is something we see on the news.
1: We never think it could happen to us until it does.